More specifically, the events of this past week. We got a new eviction, uh, monitoring the HOH competition. So I really doubt we'll have an HOH by the time this episode ends, which is unfortunate. Um, but we'll keep you updated because we're watching it now. Um, but yeah, all sorts of things happening this week. Uh, I'm Nathan. This is Tony. Tony, welcome back to your podcast. I don't know why it's my job to welcome you. Hey, good evening. Good evening. Okay, I was like, I was gonna say you're not gonna say it back. I was gonna be furious, man, if you didn't say. I'll say it back. I'll say it back. I'm a All gentleman. Right. All right, That's I'm a good. gentleman. You were just you were just raised that way, right? D- yeah, to be respectful, to say good evening when someone says it first, I always return it. Tony, what's going on? <laughs> How are you doing? In my head, that was much funnier than I think it ended up being, but I enjoyed it deeply anyways. That's how I feel about everything on this podcast. It's always, in my head, funnier than it ends up being. Yeah, that's accurate. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, it was another week of Big Brother. It was. That's for sure. We had a Christian HOH, which we knew at the end of last week's episode... Um, actually, I mean, like, he was crowned HOH during last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, not a super eventful week, I'm gonna be honest. We just watched Whitney get evicted, which was something that you pretty much knew from the very start of the week. Um, but nevertheless, there is still things to discuss, but let's talk about Whitney off the top. Uh, Tony, first off, what's your reaction on Whitney being the fourth one evicted, and do you think that the house made the right move, getting rid of her over Hannah? Do I think the house made the right I mean, she's the lesser threat, in my opinion, so I think in that I, way. I, I guess, like, 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 what's your, like, personal reaction and, like, strategically wise, you know. Oh, yeah, strategically. I feel, I feel like it's two different things. I think Hannah was absolutely the move if you wanted to get rid of somebody who you thought was a threat and somebody who you thought was scheming, because she absolutely is. Um, but... For the entertainment of the house and hopefully good gameplay to come, getting rid of Whitney was nice, in my opinion. I'm I'm okay with it, but it was kind of a boring week, so that was not as fun. Yeah, I will say, um, I I agree. Like I don't I don't mind Whitney being gone. I'm a big fan of this cast still, even though like we'll get into the the maybe lack of gameplay that we're talking about. I don't know. Um, but, like, I do think she was probably the best move for, like, you know, pre-jury getting out. Um, however, I'll give her credit because I think Whitney surprised me this season. I think the the archetype that they were trying to fill with her, I think she was better in some ways um, than previous versions of her that we've seen. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Not as Not as disappointing seeing her go out this week. Who would you consider a previous version of that archetype? Just curious. I'm not sure where I would place her. Um, I'm trying to think of specific examples. I feel like she's trying to, or at least they are trying to fill the role of like the the pretty girl, the maybe bubbly, flirtatious one. Um, 
I don't know if they're great examples. The the first example I think of is Cat. I think Cat oh, okay. is, feels similar to me. Maybe they're just blonde and bubbly. But like to me, I saw Whitney game more so than other versions of that. Um, and so I think if she did stay in the house, she probably would have potential to like be something. But I don't know. She wasn't much up until this point, so that's where I'm not as disappointed. Yeah, it was one of those situations where she put all her eggs in the wrong basket. I mean, Frenchie went out, and then Brent, and those are the two people that she was really close to, at least early on. So it was kind of an inevitable, like, ah, sorry, like, you're making good points, and you have good reasons why you should stay, but it's not worth keeping you, because you're not a part of my alliance. Yeah, she um, thing- she did plug her um, makeup brand, was it, on the way out? I, I don't, wasn't fully paying attention, in her eviction speech. Nathan, I can't tell you how much I don't listen to the eviction speeches. <laughs> and how much I don't care about what they have to say. <laughs> I, I, I just caught it. She said, like, visit this website or something. And it had her name in it, so I'm assuming it's some company that she's trying to sell. I mean, yeah, that's what Big Brother's for, promoting your businesses. I disagree. But, well... <laughs> Could have fooled me. I agree Anyways. that that's what it's become, but... <laughs> I feel like I'm being really cynical and pessimistic this episode, so I'm going to be more excited. I think, like I said, this was good. I think I'm excited to see. It felt like, the, it feels like the cookout is running things. It feels like there's nothing that can really stop the cookout at this point, except for Christian winning every HOH for the rest of the season. But yeah. it feels like there are some cracks, and I hope that those become actual cracks and things actually happen. Yes, um, and I think that's really going to be the narrative of this season is, like, we, we talked about it last week. You got the big alliance, the Royal Flush, um, and then you got the cookout, which is three of the members are in the Royal Flush and then another three that are not in the Royal Flush. And so it feels like the cookout is stronger, or at least the people who are in both are more loyal to the cookout, and so that feels like the one that could run the house. And it's it's interesting because I feel like the majority of Big Brother fans right now, at least what I'm reading on Twitter and Reddit, they love this season. But yet I think you and I are kind of on the same page where like we're looking at it and we're like, I don't know, it's not much different because it's still a majority alliance where every week it's it's predictable. So I don't know. It's I I, I think it really is just the people within the alliance that are easier to like than previous big alliances which Mm -hmm. i agree with like i like these people much better than um grateful or the commission or you know what i mean like these people are much more fun to watch undeniable but it is similar undeniable i just didn't want you to forget that one that's a good one how could i do they literally just added one more person and then voted him. it was just sam and then voted him out right so stupid he kind of asked for it though if i remember correctly that was I actually thought about that episode today because you remember like when that eviction episode started, Julie Chen got on, she's like, We don't know who's going home. It's chaos and then it wound oh, yeah. up being him. But like at least there was something spicy before the eviction where it's like now these eviction episodes it's like it's almost pointless to watch because you just you know who's going home. Yeah, you just watch to hopefully get another tidbit. Like today we got to see the crazy extreme cracks that are happening in the cookout alliance. Mm. Kylan didn't say good morning. 
There was a little spat. There was a, and that means a, a lot, good, apparently. There was a good tweet today um, that was like a highlight reel of all the arguments in Big Brother 11. It was like Jeff and Russell going at it. It was, um, um, gosh, what's his name? The one who was HOH second week that was like Ronnie? terrible. Yeah, it was like him. Um, his nomination speech was like brutal and it was just like i don't know they were like why can't we have drama like this and i'm like i kind of agree i feel like people are a little too nice with their drama nowadays <laughs> especially now so i don't know if the people listening know i finally started watching the challenge which most of you probably don't care but like they just pump alcohol alcohol into those people and they just get very intoxicated and fight constantly and also they bring extremely dramatic people in which it was like 15 years ago and it was definitely a different time and that's not something that you should do or could do now um, but it definitely made things interesting how dramatic everybody was and how many fights happened. I, I've always been like, oh, I'm not here for the drama. I'm here for the strategy. But like the drama helps keep things interesting. Mm. Like week after sure. week, I think Big Brother feels really boring to me right now because there's been so much spicy drama happening every time I watch the challenge. So, well, I will say, um, I, as someone who has not seen older seasons of the challenge, but recent seasons, uh, even last season, there's, I, I can't say just as much because I haven't seen it to compare, but there's, there's drama and there's arguing and there's big fights. So I don't know if it's like a sign of the times. Um, I think it just might be the floor. I don't know. Yeah. They're like Big Brother doesn't have that anymore. So it's, it's interesting. Um, it's also the like fact that they bring like, there was one guy that was legitimately on the first five seasons I watched. He was on every single one. And he wasn't one that was in drama, but they bring back so many people over and over that there's so much bad blood from past things that happened, and that makes things interesting as well, which Big Brother, there's just not as many seasons, and you want to bring in new people and want to give new people a shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting for sure. But... Yeah, not a lot of drama, but definitely some strategy to talk about. I I heard it best, and I cannot remember who said this, so I apologize because this is not an original thought. I'm stealing this. I don't know if it was a tweet. I don't know if it was a YouTube video because I've been consuming a lot of Big Brother content this week. But someone said it, and I, I really agree with this thought, but it's like the, the evolution of Big Brother has now become playing so far in advance that it does make the current decisions boring. So, like, example, mm. the vote is never live. It's, like, it's decided the day before, sometimes two or three days before. You know what I mean? Like, there's never any shifts in the votes. It's, like, everyone decides who, how, who like, who they're going to vote for two days in advance, and then Thursday's just, like, a, um, I don't know. What's the word? I'm blanking now. It's, it's meaningless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, the votes used to be live. You used to not know, like, you know, who was going to vote for who until the live eviction. And the same thing is happening with the decision of who, like, the target is. It's not played that week. Like, the decision to nominate Whitney and Hannah was made the week before. And so you almost have to be watching the feeds to see, like, what is the strategy for next week? Because once next week happens, the strategy for that current week isn't happening anymore. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So it's, like, always, like, a little ahead of itself. Um, So I think, like, when you look at it that way, like... So whoever wins HOH tonight, we're not going to be watching for who they nominate this week because we already have an idea. What we're going to be watching for is the seeds that are being planted for the following week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that makes the episodes 
pretty boring because the editors can't really keep up with that because it's not it's not helpful for them to show you what's hap- going to happen in two weeks or all these possibilities or scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. It's just they have to I think it almost boils down to they have too much time to plan that far ahead. And like I I don't think that the 90-day thing is worth it at this point. Like being in there for 90 days I feel like it doesn't wear on you as much as it felt like it did in the earlier seasons. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just don't show it. Like, yeah, they start to miss their family towards the end. Yeah, they want to get out towards the end. But it doesn't feel sufficient. I'd rather they, like, bring it down to, like, 60 days and then also, like, accelerate the gameplay. Maybe throw in 20 people, 24 people, and have eviction, two evictions a week or something like that. Like, Make people have to think faster. The most interesting things are double evictions. And that's because last second they have to make these decisions. But now they're preparing for double evictions. So they I already was going to have... say, even, even, even double evictions fall into the same category of like planning far ahead. So if they didn't do that, and like it still makes for great moments, like Andy and Gina Marie, even though we don't want to talk about BB-15, like that was a, a kill, not Gina Marie, Andy and Alyssa, when he was like, quit lying, and then got her out of there. Like, it makes for great moments. So, I I feel like just accelerating the gameplay in general, like, you won't have time to think five evictions ahead. You won't have time to think jury because you don't, you just want to make it that far, you know? Yeah. It's actually, so last season, um, they did have a triple eviction. And that was the first time it happened to a U.S. season. And I remember that night being electric because it was like, it actually, I mean, they kind of knew it because Big Brother kept on, hinting like you know which would have been so awesome they, like, if they didn't sorry what was that i said it would have been awesome if they didn't like yeah for sure let's actually surprise them but like that one actually felt like they were making it up as they go mm-hmm. you know so i think like that's the thing is they just need to surprise them a little more because it's too easy to plan out um also this is really boring to update live but claire fell off the wall so oh no which is fine because she won safety until jury. Let's talk about Claire. Yeah, <laughs> why be in pain card. when you can just get out of there? Competition. <laughs> oh, she won, Tony. She won the wild card. She did win. Had the choice of safety for her team for the week or safety for herself until jury. Did she make the right decision for herself? Easiest decision of her life, maybe. I. Yes, <laughs> I do. There's, it's like, is this even worth talking about? Like, like her team was in the Royal Flush Alliance, and they knew Christian wasn't going for them. So, like, why would you even consider? Like, you have to pretend that you're thinking about it, but no one is gonna, yeah. actually going to be upset that she didn't. Especially, it's Kyland and Tiffany. They're not going to be mad at her. No, it makes perfect sense. the The other angle to it is that jury is like in like two weeks or something. I mean, like four people are out, so. It's it was like, actually two weeks of safety or something like that. It it's like two, maybe three tops. Um, I I don't feel like counting right now, but like so, I mean, in in that sense, it kind of levels out where it's like okay, then that actually makes sense. Like if it's like three weeks of safety versus your team for you know what I mean? Because like if it was like five or six weeks, I'm like holy cow, it's OP, but mm-hmm. it, it's probably pretty fair. Um, it would have been interesting if Whitney had won it. She was in that challenge, right? Um, she was, it yeah. was her, Aza and her, 
Aza was this week. Yes, because it was the rolling the ball down that little like thing, mm-hmm. and Aza was slow and steady. <laughs> Just she was like her slow gameplay. and steady. It was pretty boring. <laughs> Sorry, Aza. <laughs> oh no! Was I'm so, so over Aza. Yeah, the whole um, bit this week about her having a crush on Xavier, like, I don't care. Let, let, okay, let's talk about that, because I had that written down. Why does she keep wording it like a middle school crush? Like, that's something you say once, but, like, she she said that, like, ten times. She's like, middle school crush, middle school crush. Why, why does she word it like that? I think she's trying to, like, diminish what it actually is. Like, she has, like, a legitimate crush on him. But saying it's a middle school crush is like, oh, I just think he's cute. And, like, I feel like she's trying to diminish how she feels and pretend like it's not that big of a deal, but I think she really likes him. I mean, when I, when when she straight up, like, told him, I'm like, how is he supposed to react right now? He's just like, oh, you do? What? Like, it's so That was awkward. a very, very uncomfortable moment. I didn't enjoy that one bit. Can you just, like, like, if a girl came up to you and was, like, worded it like that... Like, okay, she has feelings for you. She's interested. But instead, she's like, hey, Tony, I got a, I got a middle school crush on you. <laughs> what would you say? Hey, Tony, I have, I have, I have a secret, and I don't know if I should tell you. <laughs> don't fr- I'd probably be like, don't freaking tell me. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I'm not asking you to tell me. I don't know. I, I also love how the show tried to frame it in a way where, like, that was her strategy of voting Whitney out. Like... The house already decided Whitney was the target. You know what I mean? Like, Ozzy mm-hmm. didn't really have a say, but then like they they framed it in a way as if like, oh, this is this is my strategy to get Whitney out. I I don't like her with you know X. I I want to. I was like, no, that's, that's so stupid. It's not what's happening. Let's not pretend it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I I want to like Ozzy so bad. I mean, you know, we're we're both pretty high on her preseason, and it's just uh. Yeah, not very like boring a... gameplay, and yeah, at this point, not a fan. Like I'm over it. I want to see people who are doing things. And to be fair, I don't know. I feel like the Jokers in general feel are like being like, we don't want to go on the block again, please. We don't want to lose another one of our team members. It's like, guys, calm down. You're gonna be fine. Like all three of them just feel so, like, don't attack us. We've already been nominated so much. We don't deserve it. It's just a lot. It, it's crazy that Frenchie was, like, the captain of that team. Because all four of them are just, like, it... I really think they're, like, like the, the three that are left, I think they're my, like, least favorite three in the house. As far as, like, they're just... I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. But, like, like Brittany. I mean, we've already ranted about Brittany and her raps. And, you know. And I got... I think I, got I might feel the same way. Now. Oh, you got beef with him. I'm not a fan, but I don't have beef with him. I got beef. You want to get into my beef with Derek F? No. These, these eviction yeah, posts yeah, are get, so on purpose. Oh, here's the thing. Somebody said on, I think, Reddit that he has, like, dyslexia or something like that. Or something that that's the reason. But this week, Julie called yeah, him out and that what felt I... bad because somebody had said, like, there was something that made it so that he just screwed it up. Something like dyslexia or something of the sort. I don't know. I'm not his doctor, to be clear. So don't quote me on this, people. I, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I said it last week that, like, that was the possibility. Because, like... But it's just... I, I, I don't know. But then, well, okay, what's up with Julie calling him out then tonight? That was Yeah, you'd wild. think she'd know. 
And he came, see, he seemed caught off guard. He didn't chuckle like, oh, this is just a bit I've been doing. It was very much like, a, oh, oh. Like, the whole thing was weird because I'm just like, there's no way he's going to go four weeks in a row. And he, sure enough, he, he like literally said word for word what he's already said in there. Yeah, and, he said the first three weeks it was always different. And then this week I think it was the same as last week. Yeah. So he settled into a sweet spot either way. He, he evoked. So I don't know. I got beef with that. And if he does have a um, dyslexia or what, so sorry, sorry, Derek. He's just been a boring player overall, though. Like he just hasn't done much. He's just kind of there. I I just I don't know how to describe him because like when I like see like the idea of him is so much more appealing than the actual thing. Because, like, when I see him on paper and I see, like, his personality, I'm like, oh, this guy, he's going to be funny. He's going to be, like, you know, entertaining. He's going to be, like, but he's not. <laughs> he's just, no, like... it's true. He's got all the personality traits of someone who should be way more entertaining. And, like, if you're not a great game player, at least be funny. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Britney, too. Like, if you're not even going to, like, try to game, be funny... Yeah, she. I don't think she's done really anything. Yeah, she's, she's the worst by far. She's one of my least favorite house guests. Period. I think. Like that's a bold ever? take. I don't know if I feel about that. I might take that <laughs> walk that back in a minute or two. But right now, I'm gonna stand on that take. Um, but let's let stop talking about people we hate. Let's talk about some people we like, huh? Let's talk about people we like. Who do you want to talk about? Transition. Who do you like? Who's uh, who's standing out to you? I feel like we should talk, like, the Derek X Hannah grouping, because I feel like people love them, and I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear your take on them, as it stands. I'm very much in that group of people that love them. I knew you would be. Here's the thing, okay? I mean, I've already said my love for Derek X last week. I think he is so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have been pointing out even more so this week. Like, he is a recruit. You know, he's learning the game on his feet. And it is so fun. And I want him to do so well. I think he- Hannah, to me, is not the best player. But, like, her personality and her attitude, I just, I want to root for. Like, she's the type of sass that I want to see when she's talking to Christian and we're seeing her DRs like just being like yeah whatever like I don't you know I don't trust him what like I want to see her and Derek X take it all the way I really do is that saying they're playing the best game right now no but personality wise I'm there they are my two favorites in the house right now I think it's probably the most fun duo overall I think there's other players individually that I like more than them but it's probably my favorite duo. But yeah, it would be a lot of fun to watch them go to work. I'm I've been so curious why Derek X and Christian haven't like really aligned each with each other and started working together. Like more so. Like they are the two biggest targets, but yes, but they're both at least Derek X is having conversations about like potentially targeting Christian and it's like, well, maybe you should team up with the other person who's really good at comps. Because eventually everybody's going to come for the two of you, and you need to see that coming. Like, you can't just let that happen. Um, yes. Yeah. So that would be interesting. I think that would be a fun four, because I like Christian decently well. 
Alyssa, like we said last week, I think she's the brains behind Christian. So that would be a fun four-person group to, like, really align with together. And honestly, like, right now it seems like the cookout is most likely to to win. It seems most likely that they will last the longest and they it will be two cookout people in the final two. And that the fact that that's most likely, that makes it boring. You know what I mean? Like, mm. just like last year... If you would have told me that it was going to be Enzo and Cody, that's a boring ending. If you would have told me season 21 was going to be Jackson and Holly, that would be boring. Like, it, it is boring to see the dominant group from week four or five, wherever we're at, make it that far. So I want something to shake that I want up. I want that somebody who can work their way into that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Um I don't know how likely that is, if I'm being honest with myself. Oh, no, I know. Just because I... Yeah, I, I don't think I like Christian and Alyssa as much as you do. Because they're... I just don't dislike them. Hmm? Sure. I guess I don't dislike them either, but they're definitely bottom of my list because I just find them really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Because I, I feel like they're just not going to do anything out of the ordinary. I think if they get any sort of power, they're just going to play it by the book and stick with the Royal Flush. And I think they're both going to get turned on. And I I root for anyone to, like, shake up the house and go against the power alliance, but I don't think they have it in them to do that. Um, so. I think Christian has it in him to go. We started talking about Derek X and Hannah, and then just I pivoted to these two, so sorry about that. We'll go back <laughs> to them in a second, where he's going to finish right. up the Christian and Alyssa talk. Yeah. I don't want to disrespect Derek X and Hannah. Um, I I want Christian to go on like a three-week three, three week run where everybody's trying to get him out and they just cannot get him out. And so he's like winning an HOH and gets out a few heavy hitters from the Cookout Alliance, but then he's back on the block again and has to win Veto, and he wins Veto and then wins HOH again or wins another Veto. Like he's just blowing up plans. Like that. that's always fun, having that one person that everybody's just trying to get out and can't do it. Yeah, no, I'd be on board with that because I think those storylines are, are very fun. Um, something I found interesting about Christian, uh, tonight, Whit- part of Whitney's strategy to try to like stay in the house was she kind of ratted out Hannah because Hannah was talking about Christian, how he's so easily persuaded and she can make him do whatever she, you know what I mean? Um, so Whitney tells Alyssa this and Alyssa goes and tells Christian this and... Christian started to turn on Hannah then because he was persuaded by Alyssa, proving Hannah's point. I just wanted to point that out because that was infuriating. So I was like, wait a minute. So you're mad because she thinks you're easily persuaded while being persuaded by the girl you're hooking up with. That makes sense, Christian. Like, I don't know. That whole scene, I was like, how is he this... Like, you're right. Like, Alyssa's the brains. Alyssa's like... I don't know. It, it it was it was baffling to me. Yeah, it's that's hilarious. I didn't even notice that honestly. I just was like, oh yeah, of course she'd tell him. And like, would you expect him if somebody's telling you that there's a somebody who's like thinks they can manipulate you, you wouldn't go against? Him? Not really. It's just funny that that's how it happened. I think. Yeah. No. I mean, I I don't know how else I would expect him to react. But I was like, well, Hannah, Hannah was right. Like Hannah, Hannah's got you read. So. I, Overall, I think... I like Hannah. Yeah. 
Overall, I think Derek X is in a good spot. I don't think anybody's worried about him, and I think they probably should be because he's so good at competitions. It feels like Christian and Derek X are just so mu- such a higher level of competition prowess than everybody else. Like, it feels like everything they just dominate. Yeah. I, I do think Christian winning the last two vetoes NHOH is, did diminish the target on Derek X a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because any any uh, any attack that anyone would have on Derek X for being a comp beast, he can it, he's got an easy you know excuse like well if I'm a threat look at the one who just won three competitions you know so I do think that helps him. Um, is this a good time to get into my stat? I think so. Remember yep. I'm a stats guy now. Stat this guy stat Nate. is complicated. Okay, this is not a good stat. I thought it might be. Because I thought it was interesting that we've had four vetoes. The first two were Derek X, okay? And the second two were Christian. So, like, I was like, oh, Derek X won the first two of the season? How often has that ever happened? Um, It's happened. Uh, (laughs) Can I guess? Yes. What what Hmm. two? There's two other seasons where the first two weeks were won by the same person. Two other seasons where the first two weeks were won by the same person. I'm going to guess, for my first guess, Yep. Big Brother 5. Incorrect. Mm, that was worth a shot. How many guesses do I get good, here? Uh, g- give one more, just so we're not making this. Give, really let, give me three total. Three total. Two three more. Three guesses. Two more. All right. Do I have to guess the person or just the season? Um, You can guess the season, I guess. Let's Although see. I feel like if you guess the season, you have a pretty easy guess of, like, who one vetoes that season who would have been that person that's fair uh let's see let's see let's see um let's go with big brother 12 hayden incorrect dang it oh big brother 12 rachel no she won hoh is not vetoes sorry give me one more that one doesn't count that one doesn't count. okay (laughs) come on Everybody loves this radio. I got so many tweets, even though no one knows my Twitter, about how much people loved this. Um, lastly, I'm going to go with Big Brother. Twenty. Nope. Uh, correct oh, answers are Big Brother eight. Danielle one week one and two veto. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Big Brother twenty one. Sam. Week oh. one and two veto. Yeah, I wouldn't so have then, either of those. I was doing a little more research, and I was like, how often do, like, the first four weeks, because we're on four weeks now, does, like, the same person win twice? Um, and it's a lot. Jace won season five, week two and four. James won season six, week two and three. Uh, Matt and Natalie, because it was a partner season, season nine, won week one and three. Michelle in season 11 won week three and four. Um, what else we got? You want me to keep going? I could keep going. Uh, season 13, 14, 16, 17, and 20. All I will have... say, I'm very proud of the yeah. Jace guess because I was kind of close. Yes, you were close. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild um, one to be able to just be like, oh, probably Jace. That one's got to be it. So the, the crazy thing is, then I looked, I was like, was there another season where the first four weeks were only won by two people? You know, maybe that would be an interesting stat. No, not interesting stat. Um, in season uh, 12, um, Brendan won week one and three, and then Brittany won week 
Wait, that's not right. I have them both winning week three. Okay, however, the two of them won the first four weeks. And week five, Brittany won. So, season 12 had five weeks of vetoes, only won by two people. That's crazy, isn't it? But wait, one more stat. The, uh, in season 13 and 14, Brendan won three out of the four vetoes. And in season 14, Shane won three out of the first four vetoes. So, all this is to... My, my point is that the fact that Derek X won the first two and Christian won the second two, it's not that unique. I don't know what to do with this information. Any <laughs> conclusions that we can come to? I gotta tell you, I don't think there's anything we can do, but I love Nathan's stat minute. That's what this is going to be. Every week I need a new stat like this. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing about stats. is like you can't go in looking for a result. So what I do is I go and look at the data, and I come to you, and then we talk about it. The problem is this data is not as rare as I thought it would be. Yep. So my conclusion is that Derek X and Christian... Are on the, well, okay, here, here's my data, though. All of these people I've listed, every yeah. single one, none of them have won the game. Really? Not a single one. James, okay. James, Danielle, Matt, Natalie, Michelle, Brendan, Brittany, Brendan, Shane, uh, Donnie, Johnny, Fessy, and Sam. None of them have won the game. So, if anything, Derek X and Christian are less likely to win the game based on my stats. I think that is a fair conclusion to pull. Did you just come up with that? Or did you come into yes. this planning to have that? No. I, I just read the data. I don't I come think, with a preconceived analysis. Well, I think it's important to note correlation does not equal causation. Right, people out there? Everybody listening? You know what that means. So... <clears throat> Just because there's a correlation doesn't mean that it's necessarily what causes it. But I think it's fair to assume that it does. Making yourself a threat early on isn't usually a great thing. Um, unless you're ready well, to fight with your back against the wall for the rest of the game. Well, let's talk about the people who won in, that I listed. Jace, James, um, who else? Brendan. Like These are all people that were like targeted because they were threats. Exactly, yeah. So I think it's very fair to assume that Derek X and Christian have the possibility of facing that same fate this season. I feel like people are so much more worried about their strategic or social threats right now than they are about physical threats. Mm. That would be my only hesitation yeah. to pull that for sure. Like, I just think, like, you look at, give, give me a random person on the cast. Uh, Claire. Claire. Claire's more worried about. Okay, I can't do what this. What was as well your as I goal thought. with this? I thought I'd be able to be like this person is worried about this person because of this, not this, this, or this. <laughs> but you give me Claire, who's not worried about anybody because she's safe for two weeks. Um, who is Claire <laughs> wor- going for? I wonder. Uh, I have no idea. I feel like Claire is very much just letting everybody else battle for a little while, while she just waits in. Cleans up afterwards, you know? I said it weeks ago. I like Claire's game. She's staying close to Tiffany. Now, I don't think... I think she's more loyal to Tiffany than Tiffany is loyal to Claire, and that might hurt Claire because she, I think she thinks they're a duo. 
but I like her positioning where it's like I, I think I think Tiffany still might burn out. I do. I don't think she can do this the whole game. So I like Claire's positioning much better personally. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Tiffany is the mastermind and like honestly the plan that they have with a cookout is brilliant. It really is. The pawn strategy? Yeah. And for those I of you I love that. Do I need to explain it or everybody probably knows what we're talking about? I mean, basically, like, the six people in the cookout, well, if you're asking Aza, five plus one, which is rude to my girl Hannah, uh, but the six of them... She is not like They Hannah. have... <laughs> Do you think he's been there's... talking to Xavier? I think so, because he, he said, like, he, he treats Hannah like a little sister, so she's probably like, oh, I got a middle school crush, I don't like the way he treats his sisters. You know how, like, the girl who's into you is jealous of your sister because, like... You're hanging out with your sister more than her? No. I don't know. All either, my sisters so are make any sense. 50 years older than me. What? <laughs> that's, I've never no, that's what, that. that's what I'm saying. Oz's logic makes no sense. Oh. I thought that was something you had actually experienced. I was like, that's weird, but okay. I didn't know no. that was a thing. Thanks for telling me. But yes, the cookout strategy is the... They each have... Or, or there's like five extra people that are their plus ones, and so they always have a pawn... And they'll give him a jury because that equals 11. But the hard part is she told everybody the strategy, so now she's expendable. It's true. Like, do you keep it to yourself? Probably not. But laying the entire strategy for how you could easily win the game is is tough. And once people start to realize it, you're screwed. Like, that's that's assuming no one figures it out. But I would agree. I would like no, players positioning I... more, but... Hmm? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that no one's on to Tiffany yet. Or if they are, they're not as vocal about it, so like maybe they will be. And I think that's my biggest another hesitation with this season is like there is so much potential for good, even messy gameplay, but it's not happening yet. And every week I'm like, oh, is this the week that things are going to start happening? Because there's a lot of talk as if, like, ooh, all this good strategy is going to happen. And I'm just like, yes, I want it. And I think that's how I feel about Tiffany, too, where it's like, oh, people are going to be on to her. They're going to catch her. And it's like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe this week. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the difficult part about strategy, good strategy, is that <clears throat> you never see it. It's, it's beauty until the end. So I think with strategy, like, it's going to be boring because good strategy is truly not having issues and being... Like, if you watch a really good chess game, it looks like the moves that are happening make no sense until the very end when it all comes together. And I feel like that's what it is when you're watching a really good Big Brother player. Unless they're playing a messy game like Dan did in Big Brother 14. Like, when you play a really good strategic game, which I would argue Cody did last year... It's boring because you're just picking off the people as they go in a great order and nobody can stop you. Yeah. So you know what I want? Worse strategy. I mean... Or opposing strategies. People... People mocked Frenchie, but you can't argue that week was fun. It was more interesting. I, I'm, I miss I miss Frenchie. I wish he could have stayed in the week. I wish he would have won the two weeks of safety. I'm just gonna say it. He should have gone for it. Um, HOH update: Hannah and Sarah Beth have fallen off. Oh, Sarah Beth. Oh, I'm behind. Which I apparently. think is a 
good segue to talk about the Sarah Beth and Hannah beef that we saw this week. Sarah Beth. Uh, it might be a one-sided beef. I, don't, I think it's a two-sided beef, and I think it's more than just the two of them. Yes, but Sarah Beth was very aggressive, not subtle at all, in her wanting to get Hannah out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, almost to the point where, depending on how this week goes, that could have cost her. We'll, yeah. we'll have to see. And the thing that disappoints me most is she didn't recognize the people who were so adamantly against it. Well, like she, wasn't she claimed able... she did. Did because, she? Because, like, what? in the DR, she's like, she's like, everyone's fine to keep Hannah. That's telling me things. But, like, she didn't notice it to the point where she stopped herself from still being aggressive about going after Hannah. You know? Because, mm-hmm. like, yes, she picked up on it, but she didn't actually do anything about this new information, how everyone was close with Hannah. Yeah, and I feel like you could start, like, piecing together. Because Tiffany and Xavier, I know for sure, were very firm on, like, no, we need to get... Well, Tiffany just moved it completely away from either of them and said Brittany, which was a great move. Like, it was... You wouldn't suspect she was just protecting someone because she just brought somebody completely new into the conversation. Like, I thought that was a brilliant move. And I don't know if that was her intent, but I loved that. Um, yeah. But yeah, she just... It's it's so hard to watch. Like, come on, piece something together. Figure out who you're against or who you're with. And I, did she talk to Kylan? I don't remember if she talked to Kylan about it and what he said about it. Because that would be interesting to see. Um, I don't think it happened in the episode. It's very possible it could have happened in the live feeds because she was, I mean, even like there was talks about a possible vote flip, even though it couldn't have happened because the cookout would never be in on it. Um, mm-hmm. but there was like, I don't know. So well, I could split yeah. it five and five with the, if they did that, but then, ah, uh, no, Derek X would never vote against Hannah. So no matter what they had, the numbers. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And so. I think there was a lot of people who were hoping for the possibility of a vote flip because basically what would have had to happen is people in the cookout would have lied about flipping the vote and then they wouldn't have flipped it and then it just would have been like a very close vote exposing, you know, maybe like four people. Um, Mm -hmm. So that would have been maximum chaos, but so we got unanimous vote. But yeah, Sarah Beth is just, I, and it's funny because last week I was high on her. I think she was my pick of like best potential. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, she's like, being way too open with her information Mm -hmm. um and i think that's just what i picked up on the most because it's like you're allowed to like have a target you know and it even makes sense like she i like i she's correct like hannah was probably the correct move um at, at least for her game as being a bigger threat than whitney long term um but you just gotta go about it better you know you can't be that vocal because you made it clear to seven other people how much you want her out, and mm-hmm. then they're talking. And clearly, it, you know, and I think that's, I, I noted in my notes here too, I think like, you got to be more subtle. And I think Tiffany this week was much more subtle, where like she took that information and then went to Hannah with it and kind of just planted a seed. It was like, hey, Sarah Beth was like, you know, saying about this about you. And it was like, none of that got on her. And I think that's what Sarah Beth needs to do. It's like, you have a target. But you need to do it in a subtle planting seeds type way, not just be openly mm-hmm. aggressive, because that just 
makes your like you you don't want people to know your actual intentions you can never fully like you don't never want to be just completely open with your alliance like this is what i think and this is what i want to do um maybe one person but an entire group like that where it's like we didn't choose to be an alliance we were like chosen to be an alliance as the kings like you can't be that open with those people i think yeah but yeah, it was it was a disappointing week from her, but I I also think that she can bounce back as long as Hannah doesn't win HOH. Which did you say Hannah got out? Yes, and no. also or Kylan yes. did too. Kylan is also out. Interesting. So it's X, it's Aza, it's Derek X. Um, who else? Alyssa's still up there. Brittany. Wow, good for Brittany. Well, okay, let's go hypothetical for a second. Well, who is Brittany going after? Um, who are the people that put her on the block? It would have been Xavier and Kyland. There's no way. I think she'd go after King for sure. I I could see her doing uh, Christian and Alyssa. Yeah, I could see people getting into her ear and then her doing that. It seems about right. Do you I, think... I have nothing to say, but... <laughs> question for you yeah do you think people in the house are scared to imply that there is an all-black alliance because that could be like in a way seen as racist because like oh there's black people in the house so they're all going to work together so like Um, nobody wants to say that they think that might be a thing i don't know that's a good question. I don't know if I would be, but it's one of those things where it's like everybody is so careful to not do something that is considered racist or sexist or homophobic or anything like that. So would it be... <clears throat> I don't know if racist is the word necessarily, um, but like not okay to be like, oh, there's black people in the house. Of course they're working together. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, I think they're working together. When that's like yeah. the connection. No, I mean, you, you know? you, they, they probably wouldn't want to say it like that. But I mean, I think, I don't know. I To me, I think no one has picked up on it simply because it's not as noticeable. Um, I would I would hope that they'd be okay calling it out if they saw it, you know? Because, mm-hmm. But I just don't think it's that obvious because I think... I don't think they've all met the together people, besides maybe once. Right, and I think it's more of a silent understanding of how you're going to vote, and then the information is passed on, where you look at, like, I don't know, does Kylan, Derek Epinaza, do the three of them hang out, you know? No, not really. Like, does Hannah, you know, talk with, like, you know? So it's like this, I don't know. To me, it's more of a hidden alliance. I think that's why no one has been able to pinpoint it quite yet. Do you think that makes it weaker or stronger? Like, if it's Derek X and Aza on the block, how do you think Hannah votes? Um, It's hard, right? But wait, what do you mean by weaker or stronger? Like, you think the alliance is weaker because they don't, they aren't as, like, close? That's what I'm saying, because, like, they have this understanding, but they're also creating, like, Highland and Sarah Beth are very good friends. Derek X and Hannah are very good friends. Um, Tiffany Claire don't seem as close, but I think Tiffany is definitely the most devoted to the cookout. But like those specific two duos, Kylan and Sarah Beth and Derek X and Hannah, it feels like, 
they're really close, and I think that Kylan and Hannah would have a difficult time voting the other person out. Yeah, I see that, but I, I feel like that happens in any big alliance, though. You know, like, naturally, you're going to have your favorite. You know, like, you can't equally be close to all seven people in your eight-person alliance, or at this case, a six-person. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have your pick of, like, these are my top three I want, this is, like, my final two that I want. And so I don't know if that's a good indication of, like, a strong or weak alliance. Um but I'm, what I'm kind of saying is, like, I feel like their favorites are not in that alliance. And that's where I think the issue comes in. Maybe. But it's also hard to tell. Because it's hard to tell, like, mm-hmm. is Kylan actually close with Sarah Beth? Or is she just, like, the pawn that he's going to take with, you know? He's his... And I think yeah. none of them have had to make that decision yet because they've all had their way. And I think that's kind of, like, that's more of that um, disruption of the house that I want to see where one of them has to make a decision to actually show their cards because they've had it too easy so mm-hmm. far. I definitely think I want someone from the cookout to go out. I think that's where I'm at. Just because I, that would spice things up. Like, I just want to see... I don't want them to have an easy five, six plus five walk to mm-hmm. the final, you know? I'd be okay with that, but also someone from the Royal Flush. I think, like... I, I want to see someone from that alliance show that they're not loyal to only one alliance. So, like, if someone from the cookout wins and gets someone in the royal flush out, be it uh, Christian, Alyssa, Sarah, but, like, to really show, like, oh, I thought we had this big alliance. Now we, you know what I mean? That's what I want to mm-hmm. see. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that would um, be interesting, too. I just think that the cookout is so set up for the future that, like I said, it feels inevitable that it's going to end up being them. And if it is, that's fine. That's a masterful game, and they played great, but it's not. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, Brittany also fell. So now it's just Alyssa, Aza, Derek X, Tiffany, Xavier. So still a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's it's looking real strong. Um, well, both of those. All those people aren't a big alliance. How am I still so. behind? I think every time I go off of the screen that has this... It just disappears. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop calling it out. No, please do. It's here's, delayed for here's me. Here's my question. Me. Okay, so obviously, like a big alliance is the move as of the past couple seasons, right? Like that's just the strategy. It's been proven. That's how you win. You just need this big alliance. You need to keep it kind of secret, um, you know. But like that's just that's how it works. Um, for someone like Whitney, when Julie was like, hey, Whitney, do you want to see who was in this alliance the whole time? And she's like, Shot, like what? There was an eight-person alliance? Like, and maybe, I don't, I don't know if Whitney's a fan of the show. Maybe she's new. But, like, how do you not think that there's an eight-person alliance? Especially for Whitney, who isn't mm-hmm. in a big alliance. Like, she wasn't really in an alliance this season. Of course there's a big alliance. So, like, if you're not in it, that means... You're not in it. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm mm-hmm. sitting in the house and I'm like, hey, I'm not involved in the big person alliance, that must mean there was one without me. And I don't quite understand the people, like Brittany, for example. Like, why isn't she more trying to figure that out? Like, does, does she not mm-hmm. see that no one's really starting an alliance with her? I wonder if it's the people who aren't in that alliance that don't know the game as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said that in a weird way. Like, uh, the people that no, aren't I, I in the alliance, mean. like, I don't see Big D or Brittany or 
Hannah or Derek X or whoever else isn't in that alliance. I don't see them as being like big, 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 big brother people. That's fun to say. So I feel like they just don't know that that's a thing or something that they should look for. Yeah. And it's also weird, though, to me, the people who like the the ones who make the most sense to me are Kylan, Xavier and Tiffany because they are involved in both. And to me, mm-hmm. every season kind of has that. You're, you're very, you know what I mean? So they have the most information. But for someone like Christian, Alyssa, um, like, do they not real like, hey, there's no other alliances besides the big one we're in? Like, shouldn't that be on their radar? You know, for Aza and Derek F, shouldn't they be like, is the cookout that doesn't talk to each other? Is that really the only, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems mm-hmm. so naive for all these people to believe that they are in the only alliance in the house. And so I don't know why people aren't talking about that more, trying to like, hey, this is what has happened in previous seasons. So clearly, why would it, why, like, do they really think that this is the season that's not happening? Mm-hmm. And you you just want to trust people. But at the same time, you see people in your alliance lying to people every day about how they don't have that alliance. So, like, everybody's lying. Everybody's hiding things. Everybody's not telling you everything. And everybody just assumes that they are or they're just willing to accept that there aren't kind of thing or like willing to wait to see hope that they're not the first casualty and be able to regroup after that not a great strategy yeah it's it's confusing i claire claire's a good example like she's one we were promised she was going to be good and i think she is good but, like, does she really think the Royal Flush is all there is? Probably not. I, it would be interesting. I feel like that's what we're missing from the diary room. I wish there was, like, extra diary rooms where you could see, like, every day or every other day or something like that, the players go into the diary room and it's like, hey, what are you seeing in the house? What do you think's going on? And, like, just make that the standard. And sometimes they'll go in there and be like, hey, we're all just hanging out. And it's this alliance and we're going to dominate. And sometimes they'll be like, well, I've seen these people hanging out. So I think they're doing this. Like, I feel like the diary room is almost being underutilized in that way. Where we just get a short little snippets of them explaining that it's like musical chairs. But instead you have to find something and then go kneel before Otev. Like, every single time they say the exact same thing and explain exactly how the game is done. And that just feels like... It's not worth it. And sometimes it's nice, like when Frenchie was making an all-girls alliance and everybody was just like, this is dumb. That was cool. But a lot of times it's just underutilized, I think. Honestly, I feel like that'd be a really cool feature for like Paramount Plus if it was like, hey, at this time we're going to see Claire in the DR on the live feeds. Where it's oh, like yeah. they, they get a private session. Because we, we saw that... Um, I think in recent years, we had in 21, we had like cliff notes where every morning he would get in that one room and talk to live feeders about like mm-hmm. his strategy. Um, and then he got caught by Christy who was <laughs> listening in the doorway um, mm-hmm. and she found information about him. So that didn't really work too well. And I had that thought today too. I was like, if I was ever to play Big Brother, like I would, I would talk to the live feeders. Like that's what I would do. And I feel like a lot of people think that they would do that, but then I'm like, oh, but then... I wouldn't want anyone to overhear me, you know? And so I feel like 
that would be so good because that's what people want. People like we want to hear what they're thinking. So I don't know why CBS is holding that back as if like that's not good or something. I don't know. Like, wouldn't that be such a cool feature just to hear their uncensored thoughts on the situation? That would be so cool if like every day at a designated time there was one player and it was just scheduled out. Even the players knew that it was happening. And it's like, hey, everybody, come in here and today you get to hear Derek X's thoughts. And it's literally just like 20 minutes of him. It's like, hey, tell the live feeders. The hard part is I think it would turn into like, hey, mom and dad, I miss you so much. I'm, and it's like, no, that's not what we're here for. We're here to <laughs> learn what your that's strategy true. is, learn what you're doing. It's like scheduling out that time, that's what it would turn into real quickly. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you give them any amount of camera time and they're just going to absorb it to go to my website. You just cut it immediately. You're like, all right, you get five minutes to do shout-outs, whatever you need to do, and then 20 minutes of you just saying where you're at in the game and who you're comfortable with and what you're going to do and what your plan is. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't work. I don't know. I just... No, it's a great idea. I agree. That'd I want to awesome. know. I want to know. Give what them an opportunity to just tell us what they think. Yeah. Um. Anything else we want to touch on? I don't know. I feel like that's most of my notes. Oh, I did have. Well, I feel like it's not even relevant anymore. The two other notes I had was uh, Derek X spilling to Whitney that she was going home. I thought that was funny, where he just like openly was like, "Oh yeah, Hannah, next week," and then she's like, "Wait." He's got to figure that out. I I thought it was funny because it it didn't (laughs) really matter, but but it was just like, yeah. Um, And the other thing I had was, I'm so annoyed of this concept of the HOH wishes. Um, I know there was a clip last season where Janelle talked about this on the feeds, Mm -hmm. where she's like, like, back in my day, like, once the veto was over, like, you never went with the HOHs. And it... It blew my mind this week. It felt like more than ever where everyone needed Christian's approval of who the target was. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so mad because, like, sure, the HOH can have pull. But, like, when Whitney's going to him, like, hey, I want to say, he, like, he doesn't have a vote. He put you up. Like, go to other people. And, like, the other people who are, like, I don't know. I don't get why, like, he gets the final say of, like, like he gets to nominate two people. That's his say. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to keep coming to him and being like, hey, how do you want me to vote this week? It's so annoying, and I don't know if that's ever going to stop. I think that's just the era of Big Brother we're in right now, but it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I don't even know how you'd solve it. I, yeah, like, I don't know. Well, again, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to just hype up Janelle because I feel like Big Brother Twitter does that enough. But, like, she's right, like... The person who has the least amount of power in the house is the HOH after the veto is played. Mm-hmm. And, or used or not used. You know what I mean? Like, after the veto like, ceremony is done, the HOH is the weakest person in the house. You, if you are not on the block after the veto is used or not used, you are just as safe as the HOH, and you are in a mm-hmm. better position because you can actually play in it. So it makes mm-hmm. no sense why the HOH still runs the house after that ceremony. And I wish people would... Like, figure that out. Like, you don't have to make them happy anymore. You don't no. You don't have to suck up to them. And if they're mad at you, they have a week to get over it. Like, the the, the grudges in the Big Brother house don't last very long. No, they, they really don't. They really don't. 
And I think that's partially due to the how slow, how much time you have to just sit there. Like, oh yeah, there's five of us, and I could be really mad at you, but like, then I would like that would be really boring for me. So like, I'm gonna get over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my rant. H O H wishes uh, is this term. I just need to. I don't know. Azo went down. What? Now I'm missing stuff. So. Okay. I think, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Or I think we could go through these four and just give our predictions for what we think they would do. No, that's all I got. So what are the four? We got Xavier, Derek X, Alyssa, and Tiffany. Tiffany. Okay, that's a pretty fun four. Tiffany's killing it, too. So, Alyssa, I feel like she'd go Hannah and Brittany. Like, I feel like it wouldn't be super interesting. I would agree. I think Hannah's probably going to be the next target because she even Alyssa even kind of wanted Hannah out this past week. Yeah, that would definitely be the most boring option, I think. Yes, especially because Whitney talked to Alyssa about Hannah talking behind Mm -hmm. Christian's back. So, I think Hannah would be the target, and I agree it'd be a boring week. I think Derek X. Think he'd take? I don't know if he'd take that Christian. Oh, he'd go Sarah Beth, probably. Ah, the, the hard thing with that, though, is that he's in the Royal Flush with her. Where, like, And Hannah I guess that's his has, only alliance. She has the cookout. Yes. Yep, so Hannah has a much and more Tiffany's open down. shot. Who's down? Tiffany. Oh, so good. we didn't even we talk, talk about, about her yet, her, so that's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so Derek X, I think, like... It just depends if he's going to stay loyal to this alliance or not, and I think he might because that is all he has. He has that, and he's like kind of a duo with Hannah in some ways, but the thing we haven't even talked about yet is that the team twist is over. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it affects com- much, though. That's what I was about to say. I was like, to be completely honest, I don't know if that's going to change anything. So I Which honestly is- could see Derek X be a little boring and do like Brittany and Derek F or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be lame. But also, I don't think Xavier would be much better. I think I have the most hope for Xavier because... Maybe because the team twist is over, he would see Christian and Lissa as a threat. Maybe. But I also feel like he's the closest person to Christian. Like, just as a friend. And there's a chance he might want to keep... Christian in the house as a bigger threat, but the the problem is that Xavier has, I think, the least amount of people that he could target now, because mm-hmm. now that Whitney's gone, he's not going to target Hannah, he's not going to target Aza or Derek F. So really, the only person he's not aligned with is Brittany. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the only person. And so, who's the pawn going to be? Someone in one of his alliances that he's not going to make happy. Whereas Alyssa and Derek X both have several people that they aren't aligned with. Mm-hmm. Which I guess even just getting one person from the cookout out, like I said, would make me happy. To be honest, I think that, like, I don't, I don't think it's in Xavier's best interest to win. Because he's got to be pretty safe with both of these people, right? Yeah, then he's got to draw the line in the sand. I think Derek X might make him nervous because Derek X... I guess they're in the Royal Flush, but he's the one that I, I think he's fine with Alyssa, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think my pick, 
I think I want Derek X to win. I think that'd be the most interesting. Well, no, I think Xavier, because I want to see what he would do, like what line he would draw. Yep, who he would go for. I think he'd just find somebody to be a pawn, and that wouldn't be fun. Maybe he'd send Aza out for her crush. Doesn't want the drama. <laughs> what if uh, Aza begs him not to put Brittany up again, like last time? He's like, don't do it, don't do it, put me up instead. And so he just puts both of them up. Oh, that'd be really funny. That'd be really funny. You know what? I think Brittany going out next week would be a win. I agree. It doesn't really... It kind of contradicts everything you said this whole episode where you want to see someone in the cookout or Royal Flesh go, but, you know, whatever. I think it's a situation where... And this is how I was last year, and it never worked out the way I wanted, but whenever somebody would go out, it was always the person who didn't matter the most at that point, it felt like. And so I was like, oh, after this person goes, then it'll get interesting. And I was like, oh, after this person goes out, then it'll get interesting. And it just never got interesting. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm at with this season, too. I have high hopes for this season. I feel like I've been a little negative, but I feel like it's deserved. But I I do. I am very hopeful. I think we're going to see some good stuff happen. Interesting feeds? I don't know, but... I think the potential for gameplay is still very high. Mm-hmm. Alyssa looks like she's going. I'm really tempted to like keep recording until something happens, but it Oh she's going for sure. Good. She's going for, for sure. sure. There it is. <laughs> Alright, let's see if they make a deal. Um uh, while they possibly make a deal, uh do you wanna pick out someone who do you think is the best positioned after this week? I would love to. I was hoping you would ask. Um, I I know, and I was hoping you would. I think it's still Tiffany. Honestly. Okay. Maybe I'll leave that person for you because you're probably going to take them. But Tiffany's, like, covered on all sides, and I don't think anybody's worried about her right now. I think, like you said, she's... She's playing a little, I don't remember what you said, but like there's a chance that she'll get caught soon, but she hasn't been yet by really anybody, and she's killing it so far. So until she screws up, like she's just come up with brilliant strategy after brilliant strategy to me, so like until she screws up, I'm not going to bet against her. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I think what I said earlier was that I think she's playing a little too fast, but I think what what I mean by that is I think she should be caught by now. And the fact that she isn't is almost more impressive because, like, the fact that she is gaming so hard, she's having so many conversations, like, she's playing a great game, and it makes me mad that no one sees that. I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you're just wasting, like, how do you not see this? So, if anything, it's a compliment on her. So, I can't, I cannot mm-hmm. hate that pick. Um, I, I don't know who you think I'm going to pick, but I'm going to actually pick uh, Kyland. That's my pick. Oh, I would disagree with that, but tell me why. I think because we haven't talked about him hardly at all this episode, meaning he is 100% on no one's radar. I don't think anyone's going for him, other than Tiffany, because he didn't say good morning, but that's not a real beef. That was just CBS trying to, like, force some drama on us. Where mm-hmm. Julie's like, ooh, the cookout is is finding some cracks. Like, that wasn't a crack. I'm sorry. Like, they're fine. They're, they're going to be... They're going to make it. Why do you disagree with my pick? So I did my usual cruise through big brother twitter before we before the episode tonight catch up on anything i might have missed in the last couple days 
And I saw a few conversations that were like, hey, I feel like Kylan's too close to Sarah Beth. People in the cookout that were like, I just feel like he's too close to her. I think it was like Hannah talking to some people. Like, I feel like he's too close to her and she wants me out. And so, like, Hannah might be gunning for him. Potentially gunning for him secondary. As, like, a secondary option. And Derek X just won HOH. Wait, who? Derek X. Derek X won HOH? Let's go! And Hannah's rolling around in the green water with him. That was a weird sentence. I think she should be, because she made it off the block. She's safe, and now, like, her closest ally is in power. But her That's towel exciting. was dry, was to dry her, and she just got it soaked again. But yeah, okay. that happened. She's happy in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I'm at with Kylan. I, I just think there are murmurs of people not trusting him a ton. That's Because fair. of how close he is with her. That's fair. So that's I went with Tiffany person. as someone who literally no one is talking about going after. But also yeah. not expendable. Like, there's people that nobody's talking about going after them. But they're just expendable, and that's why it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, Derek X won. We kind of discussed what he thought we thought he'd do. But this will be an interesting one. Like, there's no easy out. Unless he goes Aza and Brittany, or Brittany and Big D, which would be very boring. Yeah. Um, he did promise not to give, or not to put up Xavier, which I think he'll probably keep because he has no reason to. So... Okay. That's all I got. That's all I got. Should we end it? Let's end it. Let's end it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more episodes, visit us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Really, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, NGAP Pod. I rushed through that. But seriously, give us a follow. It helps a lot. Until next time, I'm, uh, I'm Nathan. This is Tony. We'll see you when we see you. May you have a wonderful evening.